Let us pray for illumination. Oh Lord, we wait for you, and in your word we trust. By the power of your Spirit, set our hearts and minds on the source of life and peace, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Last week, we read about a Samaritan woman who met Jesus, a man without a bucket, at a deep well. Her encounter was transformative, life-changing. Today, we meet a man born blind. In the Gospel of John, what we call miracles are called signs. They are called signs because they are more than a single event, such as the healing of one person. They are signs of something larger. They signify who Jesus is and his victory over sin and death. Listen now for God's word as we read from the ninth chapter of John's Gospel, a story of a man born blind whose life was changed, transformed by an encounter with Jesus Christ. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Jesus' disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned so that he was born blind, this man or his parents? Jesus answered, neither he nor his parents. This happened so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. While it's daytime, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said this, he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and smeared the mud on the man's eyes. Jesus said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went away and washed. When he returned, he could see. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. So Jesus is walking along and sees a man born blind. And what do the disciples do? They ask Jesus to explain whose fault it is. They, ask, they say, Rabbi, who sinned so that he was born blind? This man or his parents? They wanted an explanation. And they saw only two possibilities. Either it was his fault or his parents' fault. But Jesus told them this was not a who done it but a mystery. Even now, when we encounter a tragedy, we want an explanation, some person to blame, or some reason that explains. In my long career with the North Carolina Division of Services for the Blind, that why, or more often, why me? That question came up a lot. I told my clients that some people can find an answer in their faith or perhaps their philosophy, and others? Others learn to live with the questions. Sometimes people would talk about this very story in the ninth chapter of John. The funny thing is that often people would remember, they'd remember the question the disciples asked uh, about why the man was born blind, but few remembered what the answer from Jesus was that he was born blind, not because someone had sinned, but that this was so that God's mighty works might be displayed in him. Now what happened next 
might have startled the man born blind. Jesus spat on the, on the ground to make mud and smeared the mud on the man's eyes. Then he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Don't you just wonder what the man born blind thought when a stranger come up, came up to him and rubbed mud in his eyes and said, go wash. And can you imagine what he thought after he washed and for the very first time in his life he could see? When I was working for services for the blind, I'd often see clients at our rehabilitation center for the blind. That's in Raleigh now, but back then it was in Butner, North Carolina. One day we had a visitor who was, she was offering her services, very specialized services. She was offering to come work with people who had to deal with the major adjustment of regaining vision. I told her that we would just love to fill her schedule with such patients, but that most of our work was dealing with the hard realities of losing vision and not being able to regain it. Remember that in Bible days, people who were born blind were on the they were on the fringes of society. If you had a disability, you couldn't work. Whatever food, whatever clothing, whatever shelter you had came from the kindness of your family or what you could get from begging. So the man born blind was suddenly different and people noticed. As we read through this chapter, by the way, notice how often the word know as in K-N-O-W, comes up. The second scene in our story begins at verse 8, where the neighbors get involved. The man's neighbors and those who used to see him when he was a beggar said, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. And others said, No, it's someone who looks like him. But the man said, Yes, it's me. So they asked him, how are you now able to see? He answered, the man they called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes and said, go wash, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. They asked, where is this man? He replied, I don't know. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Then in the third scene, Starting at the 13th verse, we move from the neighbors to the Pharisees who have some questions for this suddenly blinded man. Then they led the man who had been born blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus made mud and smeared it on the man's eyes on the Sabbath day. So Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see and the man told them. He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and now I see. Some Pharisees said, This man isn't from God because he breaks the Sabbath law. Others said, How can a sinner do miraculous signs like these? So they were divided. Some of the Pharisees questioned the man who had been born blind. Again, what do you have to say about him since he healed your eyes? He replied, He's a prophet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, as verse, at verse 18, the fourth scene starts. 
The Pharisees interrogate the parents. The Jewish leaders didn't believe the man had been blind and received sight until they called for his parents. The Jewish leaders asked them, Is this your son? Are you saying he was born blind? How can he now see? His parents answered, We know he is our son. We know he was born blind, but we don't know how he now sees, and we don't know who healed his eyes. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jewish authorities. This is because the Jewish authorities had already decided that whoever confessed Jesus to be the Christ would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why his parents said, he's old enough, ask him. Therefore, they called a second time for the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. That poor guy. You know he would figure that even, even if his neighbors turned against him, even if they turned him into the authorities, at least his own parents would stand up for him. But no, they feared the authorities more than they loved their own son. They were ready to cut him loose because their fear was greater than their love. When the Pharisees called the man born blind a second time, remember that before they had said, We know this man is a sinner. They had said, Give glory to God. We would have said, You tell the truth. In the fifth scene, the Pharisees quizzed the man born blind. The man answered, I don't know whether he's a sinner. Here's what I do know. I was blind, and now I see. They questioned him. What did he do to you? How did he heal your eyes? He replied, I already told you, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They insulted him. You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we don't know where this man is from. The man answered, This is incredible. You don't know where he's from, yet he healed my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. God listens to anyone who is devout and does God's will. No one has ever heard of a healing of the eyes of someone born blind. If this man wasn't from God, he couldn't do this. They responded, you were born completely in sin. How is it that you dare to teach us? Then they expelled him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to God. be to God. Now as we come to the next to the last, the sixth scene, let me ask you a question. Here we are at verse 35. Have you noticed who we have not heard from since verse 7? Jesus. He hadn't spoken for 28 verses. Here, he seeks out the man he gave vision to. Jesus heard they had expelled the man born blind. Finding him, Jesus said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. The man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the seventh 
and last scene in this story. Jesus teaches the Pharisees. Jesus said, I have come into the world to exercise judgment so that those who don't see can see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard what he said and asked, Surely we aren't blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you wouldn't have any sin, but now that you say, we see, your sin remains. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At the beginning of this chapter, the disciples asked Jesus, Whose fault? Who is to blame for this man being born blind? So let me ask you a question. What was it that the man did to be healed? We are not told that he was especially outstanding in his character or behavior. He was not searching for Jesus. He was not calling out to him as he passed by. He was just a guy with a disability who encountered Jesus Christ and had his life changed forever. We do know that when Jesus told him to do something, he did it. And that is when he gained his sight. We know that his neighbors did not know what to make of his being healed and that the authorities didn't like it at all, especially when they saw him being healed as violating the Sabbath. We also know that this nameless man recognized the authority of Jesus, telling him first, I want to believe, and then saying, Lord, I believe. We don't know what happened next in the life of the man born blind, but we do know that the events of this one day changed his life forever. What the man born blind learned on the day that Jesus rubbed mud in his eyes and what we need to remember and hold in our hearts is what Jesus said a chapter before in John 8. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Thanks be to God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace this day and forevermore. Amen.